Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and I am grateful to have author and recording artist Shai Lin on the podcast. Now, Shai, you have written three books, one you contributed to, but two on your own, The New Reformation, Hope in the Fight for Ethnic Unity, and a children's book, God Made Me. But today, we're not really talking about either of those, though you were led by the Spirit to write them. (laughs) We are going to talk about the Holy Spirit. I heard you briefly teach on the Holy Spirit to Moody staff, and I was so moved by it and encouraged that I thought, Oh, goodness, everyone needs, everyone who will be listening, that is, needs to hear this. So we don't talk that much about the Spirit. So here's my question. Who is the Holy Spirit, and how does he fit into the Trinity? Well, first, I just want to say thank you, Trillia, for having me. And what we gather as we survey the entirety of Scripture's teaching is that there's one God. So... Old Testament, Deuteronomy 6.4, the famous passage known as the Hebrew Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And in the New Testament, in Galatians 3.20, we see God is one. First uh, Timothy 2 verse 5, for there is one God and there's one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And so Christianity is unequivocally monotheistic. At the same time, as we search the scriptures, we see that the divine characteristics that are attributed to God the Father, uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ, are also attributed to the Holy Spirit. And so, for instance, we see that the Holy Spirit creates at the very beginning in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. We see it in Job chapter 33, verse 4. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. So we see the Holy Spirit in creation. We also see that the Holy Spirit is omniscient. That is, he knows all things. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 says, The Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. And so the, the Spirit, he knows all things. We also see that the Holy Spirit is the divine author of Scripture. So in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, it says of the Old Testament prophets that they spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. We also see that the Holy Spirit caused the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus. So in Luke chapter 1, verse 34 and 35, Mary asked the angel, how will this be, her pregnancy, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And, and so we see the Holy Spirit involved in every, in every aspect of the Lord Jesus and his earthly ministry. So in Luke chapter 4, verse 14, it says that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee uh, after his temptation in the wilderness. At the end of the the Lord Jesus' life, we see that that the Holy Spirit, he raised Jesus from the dead. So 1 Peter chapter 3, 18 says about Jesus, he was put to death in the body, but made alive by the Spirit. And so those are just a few examples of 
scripture clearly speaking of the spirit in ways that only God should be spoken of. And so when we speak of the Trinity, this is what we mean. We mean that within the one being that is God, there exists three co-equal, co-eternal persons, that is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, theologians refer to him often as the third person of the Trinity. And they get that from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, known as the Great Commission passage, the Lord Jesus, he says, he says to his disciples, the risen Lord Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And what's really interesting about that passage is that it says baptizing them in the name, singular. So it's not the names, plural, but it's the one name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, one other thing that I would add is that what we see in the Old Testament regarding the Holy Spirit is we see these incidents of the, the Spirit rushing upon people or coming upon people um, for particular acts of service. And so we see it with Balaam in Numbers 24. We see it with Samson in Judges 14. We see it with Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 10. And we see it with David in 1 Samuel 16. And those are just a few of the examples of that in the Old Testament. And what's happening in those cases is that the, the Spirit is temporarily coming upon people for particular acts of service for, for God's redemptive purposes. But in the New Testament, we see something brand new happening that's ushered in by the life, death, and resurrection of the, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is this, this new covenant which was promised in the Old Testament in passages like Ezekiel 36, uh, which says, uh, verse 26 of Ezekiel 36, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. And we also see that in Jeremiah chapter 31, which Hebrews 8 tells us is fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the, the good news of that we find discovered in the New Testament is that every Christian, every single person who has called upon the Lord Jesus Christ is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. So not just this temporary empowerment for service, but a permanent indwelling with the Holy Spirit. Um, and, um, and the Holy Spirit does far more than we can even imagine in our lives. Well, I love it. I love it because I, one of the things that I love that I don't know that we realize about the Spirit is that he's interceding for us. I, I don't think I, um, I think of Jesus when I think of intercession, right? But then when I read Romans 8, <laughs> I realized that the Holy Spirit will intercede with the words groanings too deep for us that we won't have words to say and so that's that to me has been a comfort um and the thought that the holy spirit is a comforter um so how do we have a relationship or or how do we engage the holy spirit because that i don't i don't i just don't think that we think through that concept i think we're mostly thinking of god the father and jesus are are 
savior. Well, one of the things that we see about the spirit is that the, the spirit is, um, is never pointing to himself, <laughs> saying, look at me. Uh, but we can know that the spirit is at work because the spirit always points to Jesus. Um, he, he directs us towards the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, uh, so if the Lord Jesus is being exalted and being praised and being honored and being obeyed, that is clear evidence that the Holy Spirit is at work. And I agree with you about the Romans 8 passage. I love that passage. It says in verse 26 that, that the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Um, and so just even just acknowledging that we're weak, we don't even know how to pray <laughs> as we should. And, and the Spirit in his, in his kindness and in His grace, He, he intercedes for us. I, I do believe that we can, um, as Christians, be more intentional in how we engage with with the Holy Spirit and and so you know in in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14 it says it says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all and and so when we think about fellowship this idea of partnership or a, 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 a mutual interest. Um, I do believe that we are called to actively engage with the Holy Spirit. Um, and so to, to have fellowship with him, it means to, to be aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing, to be aware that he's at work uh, within us in order to um, exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, if we're going to enjoy the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, we have to consider the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We must consider the, the gospel. It's something that we need to rehearse on a regular basis. And, and as we apply uh, what Christ has done on the cross and through his resurrection, as that is applied in our regular daily lives, we're fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. And so, for instance, if we, uh, if we sin and we need to confess and repent, the the entire basis of that confession and repentance is the finished work of Christ. And as we're conscience, conscious of that, we are engaging with the Holy Spirit. You're exactly right that when we have conviction or any sort of um, something that acknowledgement of, of sin and I believe of joy, <laughs> that that's the work of the Spirit. The Spirit is at work in our lives and he's he's helping transform us from one degree of glory to the next and he's revealing our, our ourselves to ourselves <laughs> and when we read the bible and our our knowledge is growing or the words are illuminated to us and we understand it i believe that's the work of the spirit and so uh god has is so gracious <laughs> to do these things and to provide for us in this way and in that note i'd love for you to pray for us maybe there, there's someone who has actually had some pretty bad teaching about the Holy Spirit. And so there's fear <laughs> about even engaging in this topic because they've come from a maybe a background where there's been abuse about the Spirit and the Spirit's work. I know that we did not cover that, but I imagine that as we're talking about this, part of the resistance might be that they've had some bad teaching. And so I'm grateful for what you've taught us, and I, I just would love for you to pray for uh, the listeners today. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and we give you thanks because 
you're good and everything that you do is good. We thank you for the good gifts that you provide for your people. It's all of your grace. Uh, we thank you for the gift of the Lord Jesus uh, and uh, through the gospel. And we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Um, Lord, I pray for those who are listening, Lord, that um, according to the riches of your glory, that uh, you would grant all of us to be strengthened with power through your spirit in our inner being so that Christ might dwell in our hearts through faith. Uh, Lord, that we would be rooted and grounded in love and that we might have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and that we would know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. And Father, as you uh, do that within us for our good and for your glory, may we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your goodness and we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, thank you so much, Shai.